Are you trying to manage your stress as you pursue parenthood, as you go through fertility treatment, as you deal with family building issues? If so, this episode is for you. We're going to break down three tips that you could use right now to manage your stress as you go through your family building journey. And I think you will find it very helpful. Welcome to Building Your Family. This is a podcast about fertility treatment, donor conception, surrogacy, and all the ways the modern family is built. My name is Lisa Schumann. I'm your host. I'm an author, a therapist, a researcher, and I am passionate about helping people have a better path to parenthood and an easier parenting experience. And to that end, today, we're going to talk about three steps that you can use right now to manage your stress. Most of you know that eating well and managing your stress through exercise and good behaviors is really important. That's probably not a surprise. If you eat a well-balanced diet, if you exercise, those things can be so helpful, not just because you'll be healthier, and of course everybody wants their body to be healthy for pregnancy or healthier for their sperm, but it's really important to manage your mood, right? If you have too many sugars, you're going to have too many ups and downs. If you don't exercise, you don't have that release of tension and the endorphins. So there's lots of reasons, which we can get into in another episode, but there are lots of reasons why eating well and exercising, even moderately, can be really helpful for your stress. Now, of course, it's important to maintain good, healthy relationships. And we talk about that in another episode about boundaries. You want to maintain boundaries, but it's also important to have people in your life who support you and whose company you enjoy. Bringing joy into your life, even periodically, will really help your mood overall. So those are just some basics to maintain your overall good emotional state of health. But today we're going to talk about three specific tips that you could use right now that will help your mood. So let's talk about number one. Number one is manage and control the things that you can. Now, you've probably heard that a million times before, and I'm not going to repeat what you already know. It's really important to manage the things that you can and think about the things that you can't. So there are a lot of things in this process that you can't control. And that's really one of the major reasons why you're so stressed. When you're in fertility treatment, you are in the passenger seat. It can be so dysregulating to your entire system to feel that you're not in the driver's seat, to feel that you have no control over the process. And while you might be able to choose your doctor, you may be able to choose your healthcare plan, you may be able to choose whether you pursue third-party reproduction, there are a few things that you can control. Overall, there's not a lot that you can control. Your doctor is going to tell you which treatment you need. Your nurses are going to tell you what medication you need. The doctors are going to tell you when you have to show up to the clinic. There are all these things that are going to be happening that are outside of your control. And that can be enormously dysregulating. People find it so frustrating, particularly people who have more type A personalities and they like to be organized and they like to push their, their family building journeys ahead and they're told that they have to wait or that they have to stop or that they have to skip a cycle or they've got to try something new. It can be so frustrating not to have any control. So what you really want to do 
is to combine distraction with control. And I'll explain to you how to do that. Many people find that when they focus on fertility treatment, it can be very frustrating. You can't accelerate the process. And so if you can focus on other things that are within your control, it can help you feel more regulated. You know, we have lots of research that shows that stress is so, so difficult. It can be enormous when you're going through fertility treatment. So many people have said that they stop fertility treatment, that they have arguments with their partners, that they have so many difficulties because of the stress. And we even have research that shows that people who go through fertility treatment unsuccessfully can have the same levels of depression as chemotherapy patients or people with heart conditions and other problems. So it's so important to think about that and think about how can you regulate your system when there's so much outside of your control. So what are some things that you can put your energy into where you can see a result? You know, diets are really difficult for this reason. When you go on a diet, it's very difficult to see the benefit of your effort, right? Same thing with working out. You don't immediately see that you have, you know, ripped abs or that your body is in perfect shape because you did one workout or because you skipped the cookie at dinner. So it's very difficult to sustain your attention in a place where you don't see results. And here you are not seeing results in the way that you really want to, in the way that you should, right? So what are the things in your life that you could put energy into where you can see a result? So some people might decide that they want with their partner to take a cooking class or learn a new language. Maybe you decide that you want to do something physical and you can't do rigorous exercise perhaps. So maybe you draw a circle around where you live within a 20 mile radius, all the places that are good to take long walks or hikes, and you decide in the next month, we are going to hit all of these places and you make a project out of it. And that's a good way to get outside and do something with your friend or with your partner and also will give you a sense of control because you're tracking it. Some people like to take up a knitting class or maybe they want to learn needlepoint. I had a patient once who really loved to go to yard sales and she would buy this antique furniture that was old and battered and she would sand it down and paint it. And that really gave her a lot of pleasure. So think about some of the things that you could be doing that you can institute into your life. And maybe you can do on a daily or weekly basis that will give you some satisfaction that will give you not just a distraction from this whole process, but also will give you a sense of accomplishment. Maybe you want to reorganize the furniture in your living room or repaint a room and change the colors. There are lots of things that you can do, but when you do these things, you're giving yourself this opportunity to look at something and say, I've done that. I've accomplished that. And what that tells your body is, I've got this thing, my family building journey going on, and it's so out of control and it's so dysregulated. But here I have this other thing that's in my life that is really under my control, that I see the benefits for my efforts every day, that I feel good about, and that can help balance you quite a bit. One last thing I'd like to add is my life book. If you haven't seen it before, it's on my website, familybuilding.net, and also on Amazon. 
And it's a book for your future child, particularly if you are using third-party reproduction, donor conception, or surrogacy to have your family. It's a nice way to put your energy into something that will be good for your future child and that you can feel good about it. It's just another project. So it's worthwhile taking a look. Now let's talk about number two. Have you ever seen a time pie? So you look at this pie and there are a lot of slices in it. Now you have many things in your life. You may have family members that you're busy with. Maybe you have a job. Maybe you take care of your dog. Maybe you spend time with your partner. There are a lot of pieces in that pie that go into your everyday life, right? But when you're going through a family building struggle, it can feel like all of the pieces of the pie fade into the background because your focus is on your family building journey. And it can feel like there's nothing else that exists, right? So it's very natural, given that, that when you approach your doctor, you will feel completely overwhelmed that this is the most important thing in your life and you really want to draw their attention to it. Now, of course, your doctor is going to feel the same way. This is really important to them. Not only is this their profession, but they really want you to get pregnant. It's so important to them. But remember, they have a lot of pieces in their pie. They're getting called in a million directions. They're needing to deal with other patients. They have families and friends that they have to attend to also. So they have a lot of pieces in their pie that are not about you. Now, it doesn't mean that they won't care about you and want you to get pregnant, but remember, your entire pie is focused on them and their entire pie is focused on many places. And so when you're thinking about, is my doctor thinking about the next steps? Is my doctor thinking about what's going to happen for baby number two? Is my doctor thinking about all of these things? Maybe they are, but maybe they're not. So what is the solution? The solution to that is to make an appointment with your doctor. Now, many people say, why should I do that? My doctor knows me. I go to the regular appointments. I don't want to bother. But if you can make a separate appointment with your doctor, even if it's for a half an hour, apart from the regularly scheduled visits, you can sit down and go through your agenda with your doctor. And perhaps you even want to sit down with your partner first and create an agenda. Think about all the things that you want to ask your doctor. Think about all the things that you've read about that you want to ask them to explore with you. Maybe there's a new treatment or something that you've heard of, or maybe your best friend's mother told you about something that is important to you. So you can make this list and then you can sit down with your doctor when you have their full attention and tell them what's important to you. Many people don't do that. And it doesn't mean that you can't have a successful journey without it, but at least then If you make an appointment with your doctor, you can ensure that they've heard everything that you've said, you've gone through this laundry list when you have their full attention, and in that moment, you are their whole pie. You are everything that they're focused on. You are giving them the time and the space to really think clearly and to explore things with you that could be important. So I really think that it's important to be able to schedule that time with your doctor. It's also important to tell your doctor everything. So remember this idea of this pie. In this pie, you have a lot of things that you're thinking about, right? And your doctor is thinking about getting you pregnant or getting your gestational carrier pregnant in that moment. So all the other things that you're thinking about, like, well, should I wait in between children? What's going to happen if I can't find the same donor? 
What if my partner, if I'm in part of a gay couple, what if my partner wants to have a child next? What if, what if, what if? There may be so many other things that you want to talk to your doctor about that you haven't addressed because the focus has been just on this pregnancy. So in that meeting, you can also talk to your doctor about everything else that's on your mind and explore things that you want to explore for the future. Maybe you need to know how much sperm you should order if you want to have four children and you haven't discussed that with your doctor yet. So bring up all of these things in that meeting, explore what's important to you and get their full attention. Make sure that you think about this time pie and how much it means to you and help your doctor make you the focus of their day, okay? There are so many people out there that struggle and troll the internet trying to find the right ways to build their family. They're looking for a donor or a surrogate or a clinic, and it's so hard to find the right information, particularly when you're stressed. It's hard to think clearly about the decisions that you're going to make. How do I know that? Because I've been there myself, and I've worked at some of the best fertility clinics in the world. And through my experience and seeing thousands of patients, I've learned how to cut through the noise and give patients the answers they need to their most pressing issues. My name is Lisa Schumann. I'm a therapist, a researcher, an author, and I am passionate about helping people find a better journey to parenthood. I created the Center for Family Building to help people understand how to make decisions, not just for the short term, but for a lifetime. We have group counseling, individual counseling, couples counseling, and lots of other services that can help people find the answers that they're looking for. Just take a look at our website so you can see a few of the thousands of people we helped build a better path to parenthood. The decisions you make are too important to leave up to chance. Arm yourself with the right information. Take a look at our website and sign up for a session with one of our therapists, join one of our groups, or access one of our programs, and you will quickly see why our strategies are so effective. Now back to our episode. Number three, be efficient about your knowledge. So lots of us, and me included, are guilty of scrolling on social media or get lost in this Google rabbit hole. And it can be really, really difficult because what gets mixed up is the fact from the fiction. Now, all of us get to a place in fertility treatment when we're feeling really frustrated and we want to find the answers to our problems. And unfortunately, there are not answers to everything. You know, there's a lot of unexplained infertility issues. There are a lot of things that we can't control. You know, we can have some control over how many eggs are extracted. We have some control over fertilization. We have some control over making embryos. There's very little control over implantation. So there are places in this process where we have very little control and where the doctors have very little control. And so that can be really, really difficult. And so it's natural to be very excited when we see things that promise us the moon, right? So maybe there's a meditation that tells you you can rejuvenate your eggs or some solution that you can drink that tells you how to retrieve better sperm. Maybe there is some breathing technique or exercise you can do to create a better uterus. I don't know. But there are all sorts of false promises on the internet, and you really need to be careful of them. 
They will not help you. They're just going to send you down a rabbit hole. And once you are offered this false promise, it can send you down another rabbit hole because that whole process is going to be a roller coaster of disappointment. And what often happens to people, sadly, is they spend a lot of time on all of these other things that are not scientifically based or just have endorsements from some people who have used them, but are not research-based techniques. And unfortunately, if you spend too much time in that process and you're someone with ovaries, then you are losing time where your eggs are getting older. So it's really important to be efficient about your time and use your time wisely. In my book, Building Your Family, if you haven't seen it already, I definitely recommend it. In my book, I talk about when I was younger, there was a commercial that said, the educated consumer is our best customer. In the coming year, we resolve that an educated consumer will continue to be our best customer. And I love that commercial because it's so true. If you educate yourself properly, it can be so helpful. Now, when you're efficient with your knowledge, it doesn't mean that you just have to whittle down your knowledge to only the best information. It can also mean expanding your information. So take a look at places where you can get good information. Talk to your doctor. Go to websites like the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and get information there or from the CDC, places where you can get accurate information if you really want to do your research. Now, some people like to, and they really like to dig in and research every single treatment, and other people really don't want to. They really want to just listen to what the doctor has to say and move forward. But you can look at this information and get the knowledge that you want if it's a reliable source. Going to the unreliable sources are not going to help you. So one example is when you're choosing a donor. And I talk about my five-step process in choosing a donor. This is a place where people don't get enough information. So people think that it's important to find a donor that they like. But sometimes... Choosing a donor that they like should not be your first choice. What should be your first choice is looking at practical matters first. Now, people don't think very often about that because this is something that's supposed to be pleasurable. This is something that they're supposed to enjoy. People have parties for picking out a sperm donor or an egg donor, or they want to find somebody they can really resonate with who really feels good to them. So that's understandable. But again, Here's a place where you can be efficient. Here's a place where you can think, well, is this really helpful to me or not? Is this a place where I can use more information? Another misconception out there, for example, is how people look for places where they can ensure that their donor is not going to donate to other people. So if we dig into this really deeply, we can see that it's not possible at this time. Unfortunately, there is no tracking system. If you'd like to look at one of my previous episodes, I have a man named Peter Boney who came on to talk to us about this and some ideas for a great tracking system. But until we have a tracking system, no matter how much you would like to believe it, we cannot follow people in this country or any other country for that matter. And so even if your donor agrees to only donating a couple times, we can't be sure that that's true. And so someone who's going to charge you oodles of money to ensure that this donor is only going to donate twice really cannot promise you that. 
So I think it's helpful to really look deeply into some of these issues that maybe you wouldn't have looked deeply into. And in the areas where you are constantly questioning and thinking about, is this the right information? Can I find out more? In those places, maybe to decide to look at more reliable sources and make sure that you have the right information there. So the bottom line is to be efficient about the information you consume and to make sure that you're not only minimizing the bad information, but maximizing the good information looking twice at things that maybe you don't think you need to look for and looking at things that you see day in and day out and making sure it's good information. So I hope these three things helped you today. I know it's a lot and it's a lot to think about when you are going through fertility treatment, but the truth is that sometimes the inclination is when we're frustrated and we're having a hard time to cut back, to do less, to feel like I'll feel better if I do less and don't do as many things with my time. But sometimes putting your energy into more things to give yourself more satisfaction, to make yourself feel like you're doing everything that you can, to be able to give yourself the opportunity to set yourself up for a good future by talking to your doctor. All of those things can help you in the long term. And they can help you in the short term because they can give you a feeling of control when there are other things in your life over which you have very little control. So I hope those tips helped you today. And if you need anything further, please feel free to reach out to me. And if you'd like to join our community, please sign up to our newsletter. You can go to the website, familybuilding.net. There are two free ebooks that you can access very easily. They'll come straight to your inbox and you'll get weekly information that can be helpful to you with tools and tips and lots of things to use. And certainly make sure to, before you leave, press the subscribe button because that's how we keep going. We really want to continue to help you build the family of your dreams. And this is how you can help us too. So thanks very much for joining us and I hope to see you next time. Hi, it's Lisa Schumann, just popping in quickly to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please rate, review, and subscribe, because that's how we keep going and come back for more.